So welcome to another episode of uh, DX Talks where we really discover front of technologies and today we have an amazing guest with us, uh, Faraj. Uh, I will introduce him in few. Meanwhile, uh, we are closing the nomination for women, uh, the second uh, MENA top 25 women in fintech, blockchain and artificial intelligence. So keep them coming, keep nominating. We still have around 20 days uh, for the nomination and then hopefully month, month of March, it will be deliberation and then the results will be in uh, end of April through our event that will be happening. So if you'd like to sponsor us or support us, we're more than happy to do that. Uh, with that, I would, without any further ado, let me take Faraj. Faraj, welcome on board. Welcome to DX Talks. Uh, I'm super happy that you had the time and then uh, you made it here. Thank you for that. Thank you very much, Rudy, for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Do you mind introducing yourself so that they know who you are? I know who you are. I know you're super active. We were just discussing this uh, offline. Um, tell us a little bit more uh, on what you do. Yeah, I'm Faraj. Um, I'm uh, in crypto since 2020. Um, I have um, been 15 years before that uh, with uh, oil and gas companies, largest in the in the world, like BP, ExxonMobil, DNO, Schlumberger, Halliburton. Um, and um, in those companies, I was responsible for drilling oil and gas wells with hundreds of million dollars of annual budgets. Um, then moved into the crypto space uh, first as a co-founder of um, CrossChain. Um, back then, a small private fund, venture fund. Then um, a small media in Dubai. Um, I did my MBA, Harvard Business School, executive education, and started uh, completely moved away from uh, oil and gas and moved into the uh, crypto space as a co-founder of uh, CrossChain Protocol. Um, now it's a cross-chain trading and um, uh, yield protocol called CrossCurve, powered by AVA Aggregated Bridge. Um, I'm still uh, busy with this uh, exciting project. We have just partnered up with uh, Curve Finance, which is large, largest uh, decentralized exchange uh, in the world. Um, I'm also uh, Chief Commercial Officer of Venom Foundation, which is um, layer one uh, focused on uh, RWA stable coins across the world um, and um, uh, quite uh, um, fast speed uh, blockchain as well with 100k TPS capability. Um, apart from that, um, since 2021, uh, I have uh, uh, created the largest in the space community of crypto executives. Um, it's called Crypto Executives. It's, um, it uh, got awarded by AIBC as Crypto Hub of the Year in 2022. Uh, it has more than 2,200 members uh, globally. Um, well known uh, as a, probably the only source where you can get uh, connections to all the um, top level executives from all around the world. Uh, we did multiple events uh, around the globe uh, in Dubai. I was speaking on many events as well. Um, and uh, we did uh, co-organized events with various protocols, um, uh, with Boba Network, with 
various other protocols uh, together with FD Capital. We did uh, a few um, events only for chains um, and investors. So um, uh, pretty well known in Dubai uh, ecosystem, but also globally as a, a networker, connector and um, um, founder and uh, executive. And a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to stay stay uh, stay busy in this uh, industry. Yeah, indeed, uh, and that that's what brings us uh, today to discuss uh, this fast movement of Web three and how uh, you know it, it's really amazing. So in our last episode, we hosted uh, Vesa, so uh, as an amazing artist, uh, which will be uh, released also. Uh, we open the season with Vesa. Season nine, episode two hundred and fifteen. So this is two hundred and sixteen, and then we've been, you know, for the last four years, pumping news, trying to educate the masses. This is our one of the bread and butter in English and Arabic, trying to really push the agenda of of blockchain, and that's why you know we're really committed uh, into this. And again, thank you. Uh, you know, you mentioned a lot in the in your journey in the crypto space but what really inspired you and in, and when you said 2020 what was that thing that got you in um it, it was a complete uh, coincidence in some uh, way uh, i was um i just finished uh, the mba and uh, i was having lots of time and uh, I've met uh, back then my co-founder uh, on one of the uh, birthday parties of my uh, son, actually. And, um, you know, it instantly clicked uh, when he started talking about the industry. I actually was following Bitcoin uh, since 2011, you know, when it was $20, uh, then it went up, um, then it went crashed down again. And I was always um, interested in technology. I Unfortunately, I didn't uh, follow my gut instincts back then and didn't invest when uh, I kind of considered investing at $200. Uh, but um, uh, I was just uh, uh, watching it on the sidelines and um, I've met uh, a person who was deeply into it from 2016, uh, went through a few um, uh, bear markets and bull markets and uh, and we decided to create a small private fund to invest in the protocols and projects. So um, I was really um, kind of shocked by the uh, the speed of the industry, by um, the amount of uh, good and also um, good innovations uh, like DeFi. Summer was uh, just uh, ongoing back then. There were a lot of protocols that uh, were uh, literally skyrocketing and uh, the entire industry like uh, started to kind of um, to go into the bull market. So uh, this um, like and, and, and even conferences, you know, I started meeting with various um, C-levels and um, fund managers that usually uh, could be inaccessible uh in the traditional space especially in oil and gas where i was uh but in crypto everyone was super friendly the space was very collaborative everyone tried to expand the pie and uh, it really looked like internet of 1990s when everyone was like looking into the future with uh, 
um, you know, um, basically uh, energy, young energy to move the world and bring this blockchain technology to um, to the masses and uh, make the humanity better through introduction of this technology. So. Um, not, of course, everyone. I mean, there was a, a lot of uh, Wild West. There was a lot of rug pulls. Uh, so, um, especially since 2022, when I fully left oil and gas and joined the crypto space. Um, uh, and uh, Luna FTX happened exactly at the same uh, moment. So, um, then, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it actually uh was a tough time for entire industry but as many people say this cleans up a lot of uh you know uh, speculators from the market and uh, people who are building the uh, uh like uh, the blockchains of the future the infrastructure of the future uh remain and continue to build and then flourish in the next uh, bull cycle so um it was very very important um um learning and, and and great path for me to go through the bear market right from the start yeah it's interesting to see how uh the evolution is also and then all of those rug pools and as you mentioned today we are those projects that stayed that are building so you are a co-founder of different companies and one CDO, uh, which is a cross liquidity protocol. Can you explain the significance of those interoperability of blockchains? Because for me, everyone is creating a blockchain, but how about those interoperabilities, those interconnections, those layers? Because how can we link all of those innovations? Uh, any specific goals? You know, knowing today cross chain is really a huge problem. Indeed, um, just uh, to give you an example, um, like uh, there are more than 200, uh, I, I, between 150 and 200 blockchains in general, and every day uh, there are a few more that are created, right? Um, some of them are, um, and like ma major ones uh, even, uh, for the last six months are L2s on Ethereum, which is basically the major um, blockchain that contains uh, most of the liquidity, uh, especially in DeFi. Uh, and uh, this is uh, where the bridges and interoperability comes into play. So when um, uh, imagine having the uh, internet where uh, you know, you have like a city and uh, within the city, you can uh, um, have lots of uh, interesting um, things to see, but uh, there are no roads or those roads that are going towards other cities are uh, sometimes corrupted. Sometimes, you know, avalanches happening on those roads. And uh, it's, it's really important for the entire industry to have those, I would say, pipelines, have those um uh, like uh, motorways that would deliver both messaging in between blockchains and also liquidity in between blockchains so um more than two billion dollars uh, were stolen from the bridges uh, the last year right uh, 2022 and uh, 2023 
so uh, this um, is um, oh, this was one of the uh, attack points uh, for the hackers because it was a concentration uh, pots uh, for the liquidity that wanted to be available to be moved between the chains. Uh, so since then, uh, obviously, like uh, in 2021, when uh, AWA cross-chain protocol was in each initially um uh, was designed to uh, to uh, to be launched and uh, like built uh, the uh, the problem was that there was not like proper secured uh bridges that could move the liquidity in between they were either too centralized like multi-chain despite they were having like six billion dollars in tvl um uh, they just uh, were reliant on few multi-sig accounts and ultimately they um they, they the entire multi-chain ecosystem collapsed when uh, the founder was uh, um, arrested in uh, china uh, so uh, we were always uh, looking to create the most decentralized bridging solution um since then um uh, we have created the most decentralizing bridging solution. We built it, and uh, it required a, a, a large engineering uh, effort. Um, like currently, even in uh, the um, mainnet, uh, which AWO operates, uh, there are 140 validators, and the nearest competitor is having uh, 70 uh, validators, which is XLR. Uh, however, we understand that um, during this time when we were building um, the big players emerged right backed by very large uh, uh players and liquidity providers in the market like be it wormhole was the backing from jump uh, crypto um and being that uh, layer zero with um 135 million dollar raised at two billion dollar valuation um sometimes they say three billion dollar valuation so <clears throat> axelar quite decentralized, became quite decentralized, became quite large, uh, Chainlink, uh, CCIP. So those protocols became already quite massive and uh, also quite efficient in, in, in many sense, maybe not as decentralized as we wanted to, them to, to, to be. Uh, but what we understood is we cannot uh, compete with those because you, can, you have to bring a lot of liquidity on your protocol. You become the target for hackers. In that case uh, but what we would do rather is aggregate uh, those protocols into the uh, consensus uh, layer where um, we would uh, create would uh, create the bridge which rely on a few uh, large and major bridges for the uh, data uh, pro uh, provision right and for the liquidity, uh, we created cross curve, uh, which basically utilizes the largest uh, um, decks in the world. It utilizes the pools and the liquidity, $2 billion liquidity of curve to create efficient swaps. So in our opinion, we, have, uh, we were able to create a solution which could um, revolutionize the space in the cross-chain aspects. We will make the, um, uh, the moves, the centralized uh, moves um, of uh, liquidity as simple UX UI wise, like with one click and uh, as efficient as movement is on text. 
currently it's uh, the uh, the centralized exchanges volume is around 10 percent of the tax volumes um, uh, and um, but it, it shouldn't be so right i mean there were a lot of centralized exchanges that uh, went under uh be like for example ftx with uh, multiple consequences for a lot of players in the market um and um uh absolutely i uh, i'm i'm, I'm uh, confident that the centralized exchange volume will grow uh however for that we need to have a reliable cross-chain um solutions yeah you just sum it up uh, with how the cross-chain will be playing a big role you know, uh, I know you're an investor yourself. Uh, what emerging trends are you looking for? And maybe technological advancements also, not just in Web3 or, block, or blockchain in, in specific, but also in general. What are you particularly excited when you see a project or when what you're looking for in projects? Um, uh, a great question. Um, there are different ways how uh, investors are looking into the crypto in general. Um, a lot of them, they're going after hype. And they believe that uh, with the way liquidity moves uh, in this uh, market, it uh, mostly is hype driven. So uh, the um, when retail people would like to uh, uh multiply their investments 10 20 times they would like to get into some kind of tokens and there is a narrative for example play to earn or gamify which was during the previous bull market uh, then during the bear market it was liquid staking uh, token um, projects uh, and also different l2s um in in my opinion uh, anything that would uh, bring the infrastructure of the blockchain closer to mass adoption would be uh, a, a way to um, to it, it will be an investable uh, option for me. Anything that would uh, potentially generate a lot of utility and value, uh, for example, uh, the, the cross-chain solutions that are more or less safe or infrastructure solutions uh like another um uh, protocol that would uh, cre uh create value and uh, allow the blockchain technology to be utilized by the governments by the large bodies by the um uh, companies to cut out middlemen uh to create more trust within the uh real world uh, operations um, so, and, and, and basically serve businesses and serve, uh, the, the people, um, I, I would, I would invest into those. Uh, so, um, lately the ZK technology, uh, was, uh, and a lot of startups around that. It is just, uh, like on the forefront of, uh, cryptography and, um, uh, which lets basically communication, uh, to happen without. Uh, identifying the uh, the source of the, uh, the the not the source but the data itself uh, so it's basically the proofs uh, they're called zero knowledge proofs uh, that's a very interesting technology for me um, so my my personal perspective it's um, it's infrastructure that um, could be supported by hype so 
if it is gaming it could be something on the gaming infrastructure i always believe that you shouldn't invest into the uh, and try to find a gold mine you should invest into the um tools that are utilized for um uh, you know gold miners yeah yeah <laughs> i got so i get that that's uh... right and the shovels <laughs> so indeed um, so that, that's 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 one of the things that, uh, in my opinion, is is there. Very good. Uh, do you think the Web three space, uh, you know, or do you, how do you envision that Web three space shaping that future? You know, you, you you've been part of leading organizations, and you have some investments also that you're involved in, uh, and Web three is really shaping the whole internet, not just the space. It's, it's an amazing thing. What's your take on this? Um, Web3, in my opinion, and it's not only my opinion. I mean, Andre Cronier shares this opinion. He's a co-founder of Phantom and um, early, basically, advocate and early uh, inventor of the yield in the, in the space and defy yield in the space. Um, he believes also uh, in the same narrative that um, Web3 now, uh, at, at this moment, for the blockchain technology in general, it's um, similar to how internet was in 1990s, 1994, 1995. So definitely, uh, we all try to kind of um, think of blockchain and Web3 dominating the world how do we invest in a protocol that will have next one billion dollar uh, one one billion people and serve them um how do we kind of create a protocol that will be similar to chat gpt and open ai for um artificial intelligence um at, at the same time we kind of do not understand that we cannot really create youtube if we are having dial-up connection right so if uh, ethereum for example is having like 15 uh, transactions per second uh, if uh, solana um, until recently uh, couldn't have a uh, like a, find a solution around the nodes so the the, um, the solana is more stable and wouldn't go down every now and then uh, now with fire dancer uh, they i think it's uh, it's more or less um, uh, movement into the right direction but uh, in, in general this space is very fresh so if you ask me uh, whether the google or facebook uh, of uh, web3 are born i would say probably not yet and that's why i'm so passionate and so uh, interested in being in this space and working with large protocols and supporting large protocols and um, through my community um, facilitate this networking facilitate the um, uh, um, events and um, uh, encourage people to share the knowledge to uh, bring new ideas in the space to share those ideas to support each other is to make those um, next google and next uh, facebook um like to come into life faster right i'm looking and for another chat gpt moment i think in, in the web, web everyone space. everyone is waiting for that everyone is waiting for that in, in general blockchain as a technology uh, is 
widely and uh, recognized as one of the disruptive technologies that could change the world in a way, right? Only, let's say, uh, real world assets, right? So if uh, something can be tokenized really well, like, for example, real estate or carbon credits or um, like commercial buildings, um, it could be oil even, right? So before oil reaches uh, the uh, the space of uh, like the tankers in the ports where it can be sold, you know there is like um, uh, entire um, like there are a few years of development uh, that is happening, and that entire process could be tokenized. The, the oil that is underground could be tokenized, and the entire financial system could be really in in a big way fixed. Uh, uh, reimagined, uh, I would say. Yes, uh, re or reimagined, reconfigured, utilizing blockchain technologies, trade finance, which the commodity business is based on, right? With letters of credit, with a lot of um, uh, technologies and uh, a lot of solutions that were really out of date. This all could be put on blockchain and uh, utilizing smart contracts make way made way way more efficient. So the industries can be um, moved by the proper implementation of those technologies. Uh, it just, uh, in my opinion, a lot of what we're seeing, um, being it for good and bad, uh, in crypto, uh, is uh, coming from the speculation and hype. Right, um, the incentives around protocols are are made such as uh, the the producers of those uh, tokens and of those um, uh, utility tokens and of those protocols that uh, have those and tokenomics is currently um, designed to incentivize uh, the team quite early compared to. Uh, the uh, conventional startup um, world where between the time when you found your startup and IPO is like five or seven years in uh, crypto space it's shortened right if you uh, just get a right product uh, in the right space on the right chain you can become a millionaire within months right um and and then you're disincentivized to continue building continue innovating continue grinding on so but again this is very early industry it will all change i'm sure um i'm very positive about large institutions moving into this space because they can they see their importance it's like with uh, digital photos polaroid and uh uh, Kodak of the industry, um, you know, they do not want to like to die. So the traditional finance uh, behemoths like BlackRock and uh, uh, and JP Morgan and others uh, slowly, slowly coming into this space, right? Mm -hmm. uh, slowly, they start recognizing Bitcoin as a commodity rather than speculative asset that can go to zero tomorrow, right? Yeah. So. There is a lot of positive things happening in the industry. ETFs uh, is definitely a super positive sign. 
where let's large see what happens land. because there was a lot of uh, hype and spike about it but in reality <laughs> as usual uh, you know Absolutely. we're waiting now the, the the halving so it's the same will it be the same or, or not um you know this this market is still moved by whales right uh, so we, we we shouldn't be ignorant and uh, think that it is free markets like forex even forex markets were moved uh, sometimes by libor scandals right so in in crypto it's even worse right yeah. so that's why the regulation is very important so that's why i kind of when i joined venom i was kind of going into the uh, regulated chain um and uh, try to be a part of the, uh, the the protocol that works with like multiple governments of 20 governments with number of them MOUs already were signed so uh, this is was um, a sign for me that um, there is like uh, institutionals that are coming into the space already coming from like um, uh, adult approach going towards um, a large um, solving so bringing the technology to the decision makers of the solving world. more i'd like to learn more offline i later uh, connect with you because uh, i'm working on a consultancy part of our company uh, with the united nation on bringing uh, the global trade solutions on blockchain in the middle east so mm -hmm. we published a guide back in uh, late uh, 2023 for governments for adopting blockchain uh, we did different uh, studies for local governments, and now we're doing upskilling phase uh, also for different governments, uh, trying to really, you know, because some governments are forward, some governments are uh, hesitant, some governments, governments are, you know, still connecting it to the world of crypto, where it's much more uh, the fundamentals and the use cases and so many other things. Uh, we're working on this so if if venom working also on that part of government i'd love to learn more and then how we can possibly work uh, all together because again it goes back to one thing which is the integration part if we're doing so many things then they're not integrated my belief is is a uh, is we're doomed to fail uh, i'm gonna jump to the uh, last two questions quickly because time is is really uh, running so you've been into the with venom foundation as a cco uh what and venom has a vision to onboard 1 billion users <laughs> can you tell us more about that can you tell us about the role of venom in this space also yeah absolutely so um venom um, uh, was spearheaded by uh, peter kness uh, who's <coughs> ex cio of blackrock and um uh, together uh, uh, you know, we uh, we had uh, a vision of Venom beca to become uh, a, a blockchain that would go and serve uh, the governments uh, and um, uh, create the and, and and bring the technology of Web three uh, uh, to the decision makers of the world in a way. So um, uh, this would be. Uh, the, uh, fiat-backed stable coins where uh, various governments could um, um, uh, create their own digital currency, utilize all the benefits of Web3 um, and uh, Web3 finance, and sometimes leapfrog the banking system, especially in the developing nations. 
Um, so by having a wallet, uh, every person in the country uh, could um, uh, basically enjoy the banking solutions and way like more uh, than um, sometimes than uh, those people in the developed nations that are served by conventional banks. So uh, for the governments, it is a kind of a source of solving their own uh, problem and without creating the entire industry, trying to kind of um, fast track their process towards the prosperity for the people. Um, and uh, we also uh, we're working on uh, real world assets like uh, carbon credits, uh, tokenization, uh, on um, uh, creating a platform for um like real uh, real estate and other um trade finance and other um real world utilities of the blockchain and tokenization aspects of the blockchain as well um also uh, the idea was to create uh, also a centralized exchange that would uh, be uh, able to uh, uh, exchange those security tokens and create uh, liquidity for them so um like by working with large um uh, countries and creating uh, like the stable coins of large countries later you can create uh, exchange pools between those countries and um the movement of finance in the world could become way more decentralized so uh, it wouldn't only go through the swift system it wouldn't only uh, be required to go through uh, USD rails. It could also be uh, utilized through the smart contracts where the uh, stable coins of different governments could be exchanged with, with one another in a decentralized way, right? Uh, validated by professional set of validators. So working with institutions, working with large banks, large um, um, uh, kind of uh, players in the market with Fortune 500 companies. We were um, trying to uh, create a mass adoption through top-down approach. So if you connect the country like um, uh, Bangladesh or uh, Turkey or um, Indonesia or Kenya, um, and uh, suddenly, you know, all those uh, people that are citizens of these uh, countries, they could have a decentralized ID. They could be able to use the uh, fiat-backed stablecoin through their uh, wallet, right? And then they are within the Web3 ecosystem. So then you could uh, bring them closer to uh, the understanding what uh, staking is, what farming is, what how you can utilize your liquidity that they could get their salary every day or every minute and then they can kind of uh, deposit their salary and get some returns they could uh, like work in a completely completely different way uh, they will own their data like that's what web3 allows right they can um, they can go to each bank and they would have their passport with them and all the data within their um, device with them uh, and uh, quite secured because cryptography is a secured way of communication. So all that, um, if like Web3 actually scales, not through bottom up where we like step in 
like was very popular in uh, bringing the, for example, uh, the utility to the masses. Everyone tried to walk and encourage their like relatives to walk and earn the coins and they would understand what Web3 is and and then try to download the Solana wallet back then. But instead, uh, going from top down approach, that's uh, that was the way we were envisaged uh, in, the, in the first place for Venom. Thank you, Faraj. My last question is about the exact club. Uh, what is it with club? How can they join? I'll be also adding the link, uh, which is down under in the description and in our website. Uh, do you mind telling us more? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the crypto executives, as I said, is a large network of um, largest in the space network of C-levels. And uh, we uh, kind of uh, listened to the people and uh, they, um, a lot of people wanted to uh, come in and join uh, this community, but also uh, a lot of people uh, wanted to become something more than that. So they wanted to become a kind of a club where they not only will work network, but also support each other, uh, even invest and earn together um and uh, learn and uh, understand uh like the how this crypto world works through communication with the brightest minds in the industry right so uh i i have uh, created the um uh, allied crypto executives club or ace club um and i'm working on getting like the final um uh, like preparation is done for the launch which i'm planning to to, to do it in march uh so but uh, in the uh, i'll be happy to talk to any people that would like to join early and understand what it's all about so um that list of people that are within my ecosystem currently but obviously there are way more people um that are currently uh, would like to see in our network Amazing. Uh, thank you, Farish, for uh, you shared a lot of info and then will surely uh, benefit from. And there will be a lot of reels and uh, outputs out of this as in short content. Uh, also, that will be on the social media so that they we can focus the message even more. Uh, much appreciated for, for your time. Uh, that's what we try to really bring forward uh, leaders from the space uh, similar to Faraj and uh, what you are doing is amazing uh, all of the best on any future endeavors we'll definitely see you soon uh, april is the month of uh, the second month similar to october especially after ramadan time which is coming uh, upon us within the next uh, month or so so uh, things will will wind down and then reinstate in uh, in uh, in april with that i'd like to thank you and then uh, wish you a great week ahead and weekend, and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much, Rudy. Really appreciate it.